So, um, don't know where to begin with this episode. I'm just gonna say it's time for it's time for a Chapo call out, and that is for for years, for months and years now. Uh, Felix has been promoting the work of Barney, and after his performance at Astro World this weekend, I think it's finally time that we recognize that the dark dark satanic energies that Barney is bringing at his concerts. Literal, literal human sacrifice. Are you willing to repent for your promotion you're of Barney? So, you're so full of shit. It's like insane how full of shit you are. Like, literally, like, first of all, okay, for a fucking Elmo fan to accuse somebody of this, like a fucking Elmo fan, are you joking? Like, one of the most narcissistic performers on earth. One of the most cynical fucking performers on earth, Elmo. And you're gonna tell me Barney's satanic. Yes, Barney uses out there imagery. He's been experimenting since the <laughs> 80s. But like Barney was the first major performer to push for like security to have Narcan at his shows. <laughs> and you're really going to like accuse this isn't his fault, dude. Like, oh, so Felix, oh, so Felix, Felix, when Barney was on stage with Drake singing r- rhythmically in a, in a certain high fear frequency, one, two, buckle my shoe. One, two, buckle my shoe with a giant eye of Horus rotating behind them. And then, and then, and then literally people being sacrificed in the audience. You're, you're, you're willing to defend this. Okay, first you're, of all, oh, you're, you're, oh, you're going to just turn your, turn your eyes away from this, this evil. First of all, the fact that they're doing one, two, buckle my shoe, you like know so little about music. Like you're such a fucking like pitchfork dick writer. You don't know that Barney's friend who overdosed wrote that song. And that's why he's doing it. It's not a Barney song. It's like Barney, like Barney does that every November because that's when his friend died. Uh, yeah, but like I mean, a lot of other people died too at his well, concert. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to like get conspiratorial, but like Barney is one of the only celebrities who like openly talks about Palestine. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to like go crazy here, but crazier shits happen, right? You know, that's what we say. Um, I just like, we're talking about a guy who like before this concert, While everyone was fucking praising Big Bird, you know, Big Bird doing what he does, making a big show of things, being a fucking diva. Oh, uh, you know, get the vaccine. Uh, I'll take like one hour out of my trailer to like do a thing. Barney was like, Barney put on like a beanie and like sunglasses. and was just going door to door with like doctors, like people from Medicine Sans Frontières, who's friends with, (laughs) vaccinating people in low income neighborhoods in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I mean, it's like you want this, you like want Barney to be the villain so fucking bad because you think it's like contrarian, you think it's like edgy, but you don't realize that Barney has been the villain for like 30 years. People have always been accusing Barney of shit. It's always been rumors, it's always been bullshit, it's always been hearsay. But the fact is, your favorite, like, I don't care who you're a fan of, everyone from our friends, every time I die, to like, you know, let's say, yeah, Drake. They all grew up rocking with Barney, buying those tapes, rewinding them. Fucking memorable concerts like Barney Live at Radio City Music Hall. That's where all modern music came from. He changed the okay. game. Uh, how, about a, how about another Barney Live concert? You don't think it's a bit, a bit odd? It, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make your third eye tingle a little bit? When Barney and Baby Bop did a concert at the Large Hadron Collider, where they sent children through the energy vortex? First of all, no children were harmed. And if they were, they got a copy of equivalent children from a parallel reality. They didn't even notice. Like, it was fun. There has been an epidemic of changelings since the Barney Large Hadron Collider uh, concert. It's, it's estimated that one in 10 American children are changelings from a different dimension now, and you think this is okay. You're okay with that. And you're attacking Big Bird? You're attacking Big Bird and Elmo? Okay, Big Bird, are you, okay, if we're going to talk about, like, who did what morally compromised concert, we're not going to talk about how, like, Big Bird, when he, you remember when Big Bird owed all that money on taxes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how he, like, paid that bill? He didn't, not just one concert, but five concerts for Adnan Khashoggi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, a fan of Big Bird's going to, like, tell me who's morally compromised here in this universe, sure. To be fair to Felix, uh, uh, Big Bird did play Sun City uh, in 1985. Yes. So a, a lot of people did. I mean, he played it to spread the the message of the he was supporting the ANC by going there. <laughs> it is so revisionist. It's I mean, so okay, revisionist. Like, like it, Big Bird, Big Bird was one of the producers on that Jack Abramoff apartheid movie, Red Scorpion. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. Okay. And then when Barney, remember when Barney played San Francisco and uh, someone in the audience had a sign that said F- SF loves Barney and they and he and Barney stopped the concert to condemn Sinn Fein. Okay. So that was when Barney was doing his character, the thin purple Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's really fun to give yourself schizophrenia. <laughs> what else? Are yeah, you doing? I mean, like, yeah, that's. I mean, that is the main rub with the Travis Scott thing. Is like, I'm not going to begrudge anyone for going crazy online. You know, like, do what you got to do. I'd We're talking about the the people who um, think that Travis Scott is a satanic emissary and like purposely killed all those people. I mean, just like over the story, of the, the the deaths at the Astro World concert. It's um. I think it's funny that okay, so it's got the you got the Houston Police Department saying that it was like someone in the crowd was injecting people with fentanyl or whatever. Yeah, the Joker is real and he lives in Houston. <laughs> Has there ever been anything that you've just like instantly believed less than that? <laughs> like, I, not for me, no, no way. And it's just like I mean, it's just like it, it doesn't seem too complicated what happened here, despite the uh, despite the scary imagery on stage. It's just like this was a truly like poorly run festival done by yeah. like greedy incompetent pieces of shit like live nation who like don't care about anyone who works for them or certainly not any of the the livestock that they view attending their concerts and it's like uh could could that be the explanation or was he channeling um satanic energy in a mass scorpio human sacrifice i don't know i don't know what's at play here i mean i know which one is more fun i know which one is a more enjoyable uh, story to, to tell around the campfire the idea that the McDonald's rapper is trying to sacrifice your children. That's pretty cool. As opposed to, yeah, uh, they just didn't care. Boring. Yeah. I mean, like, does this retcon anything? Does like great white sacrificing people. <laughs> <laughs> the who in Cincinnati. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It's just like, okay. First of all, Travis Scott famously rapped the line, the devil is my op. <laughs> you can look that up. It's true. It's not a Satanist. And it's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I am not going to begrudge anyone for it because, like, look, sometimes sometimes you got to go crazy. Sometimes you, sometimes you got to go nuts. But I just, I do not think, I do not think this one, You your, your feet are going to slip off the sandbar on this one. You're going to fall into the tide. This one, this one does not have lasting power. Because I just, Travis Scott is too much of, a, like, a cipher to be, like, a satanic antichrist figure. I think he could lead a lot of like 21 year olds, but like anyone, anyone older than 26, I mean, like it's just, they're not getting involved in his antichrist project. <laughs> He's just like, it's just like, it's, that's just such a, like, it's such a boring explanation for it because it's like, okay, if that's the leading satanic emissary, who's like already openly sacrificing people to the point that you can tell just like sitting at your computer it's not like someone like more into it's just like a very like middling rap star whose like main thing is that he's like lit his catchphrase is it's lit <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally like lit. the light, fires light, of light hell bringer. light bringer lucifer light, lucifer, light, light bringer it's come lit. on light bringer lucifer <laughs> it, it almost feels like you guys are uh you guys are covering for something like I mean, we are out here talking about all this conspiracy stuff. Your your Gladios, your your Epstein's, and yet all of a sudden, this is a bridge too far. Makes you wonder if we're if you guys are covering for something. What no if Travis? Cap. Yeah, Travis Scott is the mastermind of all this. Travis Scott, he's the fine. one. He's the he's the one pulling the strings. Slad. <laughs> I mean, I guess the thing about um uh, uh, a Satanism is that. Uh, even if Travis Scott is a member of the Church of Satan and was like uh, channeling demonic energies, um, that shit isn't real. <laughs> um, and to the extent that um, evil rich people seem like they worship the devil, it's only because they have money. I am and, like that's what that's what allows them to kill people. I am reminded of what our great friend Michael M. Hud said um, that people like convince themselves. People are like. I don't believe in God, but I do believe in Satan, and I believe he's working with the government and Travis Scott. <laughs> just like, what, what the fuck? What the fuck are you getting at here? I mean, okay, so I saw the worst possible thing you can see, you know, the worst tragedy in the world, right? When mutuals fight. Oh, God, hate to see it. It's awful. It's 
awful. That's the real Satanism. But uh, I saw some of my mutuals fighting about Satanism, and my my friend, one friend, was saying like, Satanism isn't real. And the Church of Satan replied to him and was like, Oh yeah, and you know, it's like a gif of like Walter White or some bullshit. But that I that like proves his point. Okay, that's the Church of Satan, which in reality, if you look at what it actually is, like the biggest organization, front facing organization for worshiping Lucifer, the light bringer. It is a bunch of libertarian atheists who like dressing up like Dracula. That's <laughs> <laughs> not anything, man. What the fuck is that? I just think like, okay, if, if you're going to believe that like uh, satanic child sacrifice rituals via uh, music festivals <clears throat> is a real thing, then why is it Travis Scott who's the emissary of the devil and not Live Nation? Because they don't have anything cool and spooky to uh, unpack. They don't have any lyrics. They don't have any imagery. They don't have any stage uh, props that you can point to and circle. Because it's all about decoding a text. Like, that's the fun of it. It is interactive. It's, it, it's where you go when there's nothing for you to do or believe in. Uh, you have to give yourself schizophrenia by staring uh, at the sun, basically, <laughs> until you go blind. Because there's nothing else to do you either have to like accept your powerlessness uh and then like drain like the the spectacle of politics and culture of like any real meaning or you have to squint harder and find it uh and that's a way more like emotionally rewarding thing to do it's more fun it's it, it's why like you know conspiracy stuff obviously conspiracies government conspiracies real things like uh Rich people love dressing up and doing spooky shit because they're all a bunch of uh, theater dorks uh, at heart. But the reality of it is is really kind of gray and depressing. Uh, the 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 narrative of it, though, the the story that like, the aesthetic uh, like framework around like the dull reality of class rule uh, is like that's the candy coating. That's the fun stuff. And eventually, as like your ability to affect anything outside of your life change, like gets reduced into a pinhole, that that becomes uh, the only thing left to really care about. But I do wonder, like, what the what the game plan is for the going all in on like the the literally satanic nature of popular culture people, because like that's that's been done. You know, you are literally gonna end up outside of like a bumper shoot with a sandwich board telling people to repent before they go in. And, and also, I, I, think, I mean, like, speaking of things that have been done, like, haven't we had, like, two or three pop culture cycles where some of the biggest musical acts, like, do scary stuff? Haven't we gone through that with rock, like, three or four fucking times? Like, the last 30 years? Yeah. Marilyn Manson <laughs> that did Columbine. Yeah. I mean, I think like, but like, I mean, in, in, in earlier eras, like, you know, like the 90s in particular, which is like, you know, oh, like when, when Marilyn, Marilyn Manson was the scary thing and, and or, or, you know, doom or whatever. I think it was like uh, people had like a better sense of uh, the future as something they believed in. And now that like, as Matt was saying, like people um, confront their own powerlessness or inability to enact or work for a, a better future or one that they believe in. I mean, like you. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, yeah, like you, you will find yourself like you said like in investing in in the symbolic right or i think a lot of people have just chosen to become republicans yeah. which is essentially to like reverse engineer the exact same beliefs of like a hysterical suburban housewife from the 1980s but do it from a place where you started out of like i believe in socialism and like a materialist base for history and economics but now like i i just really wonder though like Going down that, like, how how much will you be focusing on like the right to fucking healthcare or housing or like a labor union, it, like it, if you're backing yourself into the belief that um, TV shows and popular music are turning your kids into devil worshippers? Yeah, I do really wonder what the action item there are. Is everyone just going to turn into Van Helsing? Going to be walking around with like a, a, a suitcase full of uh, wooden stakes if they encounter a celebrity? No, I think we're just going to, like, everyone's just going to cycle through the last 30 years forever. I think, yeah. like, yeah. when you're, like, 25, you, like, walk backwards into, into like, PMRC shit or, like, uh, Jerry Falwell shit. And then when you're, like, 35, that's when you get into Christopher Hitchens and the <laughs> yeah. Meatbusters yeah. and torrenting. It's like and then when you're, for then when you're, like, 45, 
you're like, oh, like, oh, uh, I'm like crumping with gritty. And then when you're 55, you're, yeah, when you're 50, it's, you're religious again. And then you just like you do it forever. You just keep it's doing like that. A, it's like cultural tenet, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like we th- this is this is how you know that the culture war is 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 sterile and, and doomed because it has not advanced since it began. Like the, the modern culture war era uncoincidentally begun as neoliberalism is imposed. Uh, and the same contours, the same sides have been in existence since. The only thing that changes is that the specific like, groups oscillate between the positions. That's it. But nothing moves. And there's no advancement. There is no uh, greater realization or, or, uh, uh, real, or the bringing together of like, a new understanding that like, challenges uh the the status quo there's just you move from one to the other and then you get bored over there and then you have to go to the other side unless you stop paying attention which is not it's hard for people when they don't have anything else to care about and um, that was what you said yesterday like we're uh just everyone it's it's all the yellow wallpaper now yeah yeah like just, hey, we say like, everyone is in a like nicely appointed drawing room yeah losing their mind because yep. of just loneliness yeah no everybody we spend as much time isolated like like being on the computer, you are alone technically as as a very bored Victorian housewife, and we are as neurotic, and we're uh and we have now though we don't have to look at it's like the yellow wallpaper. She had to just look at some wallpaper. We got moving wallpaper <laughs> where we can like point and click and move through the metaverse wallpaper and just dive into it and live there forever. There was like an escape route offered to us, not like materially or anything or politically, but culturally, at least when the question was asked to us, Pooh Shiesty and Spottom got them linked up, needed or keep <laughs> And we, we rebuffed, we rebuffed them. They were like, no, you, you like don't have to it. keep, you don't have to keep reliving and rehashing the last 30 years. You don't have to just like live your parents' life and then your parts of your life. And it just keeps feeling worse and worse and you enjoy less things. There's like a new thing. It's they linked up. Like, do you do you want it? Like, uh, whether whether it's this like uh, a sort of a new satanic panic, or I think like a, a better example would be the um, Houston chief of police um, saying that there's now an open criminal investigation into who was stabbing people with fentanyl uh, needles at the at the concert to like essentially just cover for the criminal negligence of the like large concert promoting company that Live Nation. Uh, Jacob Bacharach said this, and I think he's a thousand percent right. I think this is evidence of the like. The accelerating Havana syndromization of every person in America. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we all have Havana syndrome one way or the other. Or like we—it's it's not that we have it; it's that we believe in it, and that there are like there are distinct Havana syndromes that like everyone can like it's, it's sort of like order a la carte right. to explain um and what are what are at bottom very like boring awful problems that like we've given up solving. And you can disdain the other. Uh, Havana syndromes and affirm your like rational and reasonableness because you don't believe in those. But then there's the one that you do believe in that's different. The one that's that's science. Like yeah, cops looking at fentanyl and uh, and flopping around like trout. That's real. When really uh, like every I would say ninety nine percent of illnesses people are lying for attention about. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always like oh like don't don't get COVID. There will be like no ICU beds left for people who have real problems. Like what? So these bullshit <laughs> diseases you've told me about, uh, seasonal affective disorder. They just want to say hello to them, some uh, medical professionals. Man, it's like, man, if you want that hospital jello, just say so. That's <laughs> what so we all go to the hospital for. Well, I mean, as we've talked about before, Havana syndrome is the only one of these diseases that if you have, you can get health care. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on from, actually not moving on from Satan, segueing, segueing very nicely into real Satan worshipers and the power of the occult. Um, did you see the story about Joe Biden, Joe Biden ripping ass in front of Camilla, <laughs> the Duchess of Cambridge? God, yes. he's he's you know what? He's delivering. I got to say, it's frustrating that they do keep him away from the public for long stretches. So you don't get that daily uh, daily antics like you had under Trump. But it kind of makes it even better in some ways because you get these like punctuated incidents that are then way funnier for coming in the heels of, of a dry spell. It's like, yeah, he's like, where's Joe? We don't know. He's gone. And then, boom, yeah, he was just farting his ass off in front of uh, the Duchess of Cumbershire or whatever the fuck. I didn't even know he was going to England. That's how, like, little 
were able to keep up. Like with Trump, we always knew, oh, he's going to be in India next week. That's going to be fun. With Joe, yeah. it's like it's like before Chappelle like signed the Netflix deal, where it's like, oh, surprise show. And <laughs> so, like okay. before you know it, you're not even you're not even thinking about like what Joe's doing because it's like oh, it's going to be like a month till I see another hit again, and he's already like wreaked methane havoc. <laughs> This awful woman. So, uh, according to the the British uh, the British paps, uh, this is Camilla could not stop talking about just how audibly and olfactory <laughs> she was assaulted by just Joe Biden. Just woo, just fucking, just ooh, just sitting on a duck right in the fucking House of Windsor. But now this comes on the heels. I don't know if you guys uh, follow this story, but now keep in mind this was being reported in the Italian press so take it with a grain of salt because probably the source was like a psychic or something <laughs> but there there was a story about how um, the, the other week uh, during his meeting with his holiness the, uh, the Pope uh, now this is confirmed their, their scheduled meeting did run longer considerably longer than the press or the you know like sort of schedulers uh, had anticipated now sources in the Italian press say this is because Joe Biden during his audience with his holiness the pope um shit himself yeah and they needed to like extra time to like wipe him and change him before he like you know emerged from the uh you know the private meeting with uh, uh pope francis so i mean like if this is true and the farting story i mean that's in the british press so you know it's true yeah no paragons um virtue. this is within the span of two weeks joe biden take literally taking a shit on the vatican <laughs> And then ripping ass um, in, uh, on the House of Windsor. Sorry, House of Goetz, Saxa, whatever it is. <laughs> House, House Burgoyne. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, respect. Back-to-back yeah. -back Frank Drebin presidencies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just tormenting uh, society fancy pantses across the world. Yeah, well, like, I mean, we were talking about reliving everything. I feel like we had this exact thing with Trump, like, this yeah. early into it. Yeah, like, he we, went to England, and he, like, clearly grossed out the queen <laughs> he pat her on the head like that minion costume <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like i feel like there was like a very early like trump shit himself story and it's like we're like with that and like the let's go branded thing the let's go branded thing reminds me so much of like dotard of like all the oh, yeah. shitty like resistance jokes trump it's trump yeah. all over again baby yeah we're all playing in the same dirty puddle uh, what, I, what I love about Let's Go Brandon, and actually, can we can we just say it real quick? Let's go, Brandon. Let's, Let's go, Brandon. Go Brandon. Let's I don't go even Brandon. know what it means. I just like cheering for people named Brandon. They're good people. They're simple people. <laughs> I'm actually I'm going to change it to Let's Go Brandon. Ooh, we love Brandon. We love blowback, don't we? Let's fuck Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck Brandon. By the way, I was I'm on I'm on the West Coast right now. I took uh, uh, two planes out here. Not neither pilot said Let's Go Brandon. Neither one. I was very disappointed. But what I like about it is. Um, you know, a lot of people said, like, incorrectly so, that, like, you know, a, a lot of uh, what is currently considered polite society had no problem saying fuck Donald Trump while he was president. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're, they're right. There's a little bit of hypocrisy in people, you know, pretending that this is some 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 new fucking, uh, yeah, some new plateau of fucking, uh, you know, fascism and vulgarity in America. But, like, why can't they just say fuck Joe Biden? Because they were raised better than that. Well, no, be, it's because, because it's a little coded uh, little wink. It's like, LOL. It's the, it's like, remember the the fucking uh, the OK sign deal? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm, oh, right. I'm not yeah, touching yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Like, I'm not touching you. Right. And it wouldn't work if people didn't bite. And that's more than anything the most depressing thing about this is, yes, we're, in the, we're on the wheel. We can never escape it. But just watching people take the bait and be like, uh, this is essentially a, a fascist code single. <laughs> yeah, if you hear this; it's like activating MK Ultra uh, assassins. When people said that the Southwest pilot, it was like he pledged allegiance to ISIS. It's like Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! You are his. Like we need to bring back like thalidomide. I don't know what we need something <laughs> for everyone. Everyone needs it because it's not. It's like the libs. Like they're so January six pilled. That like, yeah, you hear like, let's go Brandon or any of this fucking lame shit that you as a sort of normal person see. And you're like, who the fuck would be afraid? Like, who gives a shit? Like, whatever. And they're like, oh, would you would you be laughing if he beheaded a woman? <laughs> <laughs> and But then on the other side, it's like you see the lib bullshit where it's like, oh, like, yeah, Kat, oh, Kathy Griffin's going to like kill Donald Trump with a katana and some bullshit photo shoot. And people are like. 
people are like leaving work to try to drive to DC to protect the president and Barron. <laughs> I remember when but the I, Kathy it's, Griffin it's thing like, happened. People argued that 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 Barron might see it and think his dad would be, had been murdered. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like back to the drawing board with that kid, if that's what he thinks. <laughs> but like, um, I I think that's Kamala, like dead in the water. Josh Hallway, no swag. I think like no Ron, sauce. Ron DeSantis has like the political version of the Madden curse. Where like if you're like three years out, like that's the guy. So he's gonna fuck up in some way. He's gonna Andrew Gillum himself. He's probably gonna recreate that Andrew Gillum photo with Andrew Gillum. <laughs> They're both I, I think, gonna be smoking meth. I think it's probably more likely that Josh Hallway is gonna Andrew Gillum himself uh, with like a Pez dispenser. He does not have the courage to smoke meth at all. But like, I think like the future is that like because you you get Donald Trump and you're like who's more like decrepit and like less with it than this guy. And it's like, we got him, Joe Biden. You just keep moving up like four years every time. And I think like the next thing would be, I think we have to get like Bob Dole on the Republican side. He's still alive. He is. Yeah, he I is mean, still when Norm, alive. When Norm MacDonald died and he tweeted like, RIP Norm, we had a great time working together. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? How is he still alive? How yeah. is Norm MacDonald dead and Bob Dole is still alive? We just I mean, have to keep making the president older, increasingly older one-term presidents of both parties, and they can do one thing. They can do like one, like they obviously like courts and shit, but they can pass like one big bill. But the main thing is that like your side has like a new shitty meme about the old president that you see less and less. And yeah. you know, if you're talking like whether it's the the let's go Brandon thing or what we were just talking about with like um is Travis Scott and uh, the Antichrist or whatever. Or it's just like, or 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 getting mad at Big Bird because they're promoting vaccinating children or whatever. It's just like it seems that like like the political issues and like you know the uh, the 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 CRT thing in, in the Virginia governor's race. It just seems that like uh, politics now is a contest between the competing and increasingly hysterical neuroses of either side, yeah. and you form your politics in opposition to the hysterical neuroses of either liberals or conservatives by buttressing your own yeah. utterly idiotic and hysterical yeah. uh, fucking uh, neuroses. You, it, 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 yeah, it, ha it is two mind palaces f uh, yeah. fighting each other. You, can't, you cannot be outside of it because the, 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 the news is being made, like the events that everyone was responding to are being made by these groupings. And so, like, and because politics is geared towards hysterical suburbanites. So they are going to dictate what politics are, and then all you can do, no matter what you think you're doing, no matter how you think you're triangulating away from it, if you're going to engage with it, you have to pick a side because that's where there's two centers of gravity. There's two poles. It's a binary star system. There's no room for anything else. Everything else gets pulled into the gravitational field of one or the other. And uh, I, mean, I don't know if it's like the, the, the Virginia governor's race thing, but like normally I would say like there are a few political causes I not just care less about, but like I'm more actively hostile to than anything organized by moms. <laughs> like, like moms as a political force, like is just almost always horrible. And like the idea that like our politics largely does cater to suburban mothers is, you know, it, it's, it's something that it's going to have to be uh, dealt with on one way or the other. But I do think it is funny now that Democrats have, have lost this, this, what they've regarded as like a winnable governor's race, that they're all sort of like a, a, like a lot of their partisans in the media, like they seem to just be like pretending now that like wokeness was never a thing and that they never like engaged in it or because, I mean, it worked great for them in the primaries. But now they're like, oh, like, that's not us. We never did that. It's all made up. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. And like a lot of it is made up, but like it's it certainly like when it was a political boon to them, they were it was they were happy to indulge it. But now that it seems like it's a liability for them, everyone's just pretending like it never happened. It's great when you're tricking Bernie Sanders into hiring the fake barbershop guy. <laughs> I mean, like, but it, it is there is a central truth that like wokeness or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like we'll just like to make everyone happy, a cynical deployment of idpol, right? That it is ephemeral, right? It, it it by definition it is ephemeral because when we first saw them break it out in like I would say around like 2014, 20, 2015, around like the start of sort of like a nascent uh, Obama skeptic to Ob anti Obama left, that the response was like, "Oh well, why are drones a problem when a black guy does it?" That was like the very crude yeah. first iteration of it. 
But then, you know, when Sanders kind of surprised the surprised the DNC, that's when they were like, okay, we really, we really got to develop this thing. But from the get-go, it was like ephemeral and contradictory because you're doing this for a woman who eight years ago, you know, ran a Steve <laughs> Bannon campaign. It by it's, definition it is a anything. that is still one of the most amazing things of all time. Uh, yes, the 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 the, uh, the complete system-wide amnesia on that that she ran the she said white she said I I do better with white people. Yes, yes. Like, so oh, I, I I do I do. But agree then she that, was able to say, "Hey, is uh, will breaking up the banks and racism?" I don't think so. So yeah, no, I do agree with the media partisans. Yeah, no, it isn't a thing. But that's the point. It's designed to not be a thing. It's designed to get someone like Bernie to chase fucking phantoms. It's designed to trick someone into just satisfying, satisfying a benchmark that can never be satisfied. And I guess like on, on the other side, like the people who have like organized around like, oh, like uh, CRT is being taught to my second grader or whatever. I mean, I guess like the question for these people is like, what accounting of American history would you find appropriate to be taught in schools? And like, I don't think they have an answer to that, because if they did honestly answer it, it would give up the game. Right. Because all this shit is ephemeral. All the, CRT, just like just like how like remember you know, Common Core. Yeah. yeah. All of this, this. All the point of all of this. The point of every culture war issue is not to win it. It's to do it yeah. forever. So yeah. nothing can be defined. That is the point of it. So you keep fucking doing it. It's a, it's a, it's in Afghanistan that you're fighting through articles. Yeah. <laughs> no one wins except and them. Like, you don't win. And with the with the all the education stuff specifically, it's even more doomed because although it's you know it's good for a guy like Glenn Blumkin who can come in as like a fucking former Carlisle group executive guy who was painting thermite plasma onto the goddamn Twin <laughs> Towers and then gets to be the governor of uh, because he's going to fight uh fight for your kids right to not feel sad about being white is that they're not actually mad about anything in schools. Like there's a remarkable dearth of any actual content that anyone has pointed to in schools. It is really just a vibe that they're getting and they're getting it from culture. They're getting it from the TV, from the streaming shows, from the TikTok trends, which are all made by and for this group of uh, liberal people who are relatively well off in a system that is rapidly deteriorating. They are witnessing everything go to hell, but they are doing pretty good. How do they square that? They have to cleanse themselves somehow. And so their output is going to be neurotically fixated on questions of guilt and, and performance of virtue that the parents who don't care about that stuff are alienated by. And more than being afraid their kid's going to be traumatized, they're afraid their kid's going to believe it and think they're an asshole. Yeah, I think Alex Perrine was yeah. uh, really on point about that, where it's just like, yeah, it's not about what kids are being taught in school specifically. It's about this nagging and probably correct fear that one day your kid will condescend to you because of something that they, were, uh, that they learned in college or in high school. Right, and it's yes. like, that's literally having a child. Like they're all yeah. going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we have this machine that will try to convince you that you can, you can, you can command the tide not to come in. If you elect these fucking gargoyles to, uh, to like waterboard kids with, uh, with William Bennett books about American history. And that's going to make them nice and compliant and never, uh, never like assholes to you. I saw some, uh, a news it, segment. It's, the it's, other day. It's, sorry, but it's like, yeah, it, it, it's no less, you know, remove it from policy because it's, I mean, you know, we're so far gone caring about that. Um, I mean, any policy you could put anything where it's conservatives or like a astroturf turf groups of moms talking about schools. It's always a fucking stalking horse for breaking the teachers union. Always. Yeah. But, no, it's about privatizing it, all education. Right. But as far as like, just is, is this campaign, does it revolt me to my core? No more than when Democrats said George Floyd is on the ballot this year. Breonna Taylor is <laughs> yeah. on the ballot this year. What a fucking insane, th evil thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Vote for vote for fucking uh, Max Rose because you're voting for George Floyd. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> as long as you're talking about child sacrifice, you remember kids in cages? Yeah. <laughs> remember that? Remember that? Like, if, yeah, if you didn't vote for Joe Biden, you were like you were condemning thousands of children to be held in privately run concentration camps. What happened with that, by the way? 
I'm, it's, oh, yeah, they, get the, they get to be with their parent. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah. It's all been taken care of. Don't worry about it. But no, I was like, uh, on the CRT thing, I, I saw a news segment where um, like a, a reporter interviewed one of these like Moms for Liberty groups. And they were like, oh, well, it's like, it's not really about the content. It's about the, the age appropriate level for students, right? She was like, I don't think a second grader should be taught like, you know, the horrors of the Middle Passage or chattel slavery, which, you know, say, say what you will about, you know, at, at what age is too young to like learn really horrible, evil things from history. But like nobody would or could make the argument that like there's any age too young to, for instance, teach kids about the Holocaust or like yeah. the gas chambers or whatever. And I think that's because like the Nazis did that. And then we stop them, so we're good. Whereas, like chattel slavery in the Western Hemisphere is like, well, that's a, that's the Holocaust that we did, literally. So, like, so you, you, when you teach your kid about that, you're like, oh, then they'll think that they're bad, or that like America is bad, or something. Unlike the horrible, evil things done in history by other countries. You also can't give up the game. You can't give up the game of why it's different in American context. You can't say like, okay, yeah, we're everyone in some way is going to get like some chance to assimilate or like roll into this thing. But we're like black is always going to mean the same thing because it's the thing that we define every other race by their yeah. proximity to. You can't give up that game. You can't give up the game of like, there's a very limited definition of mobility in this country. Well, uh, speaking of um, education and identity politics, you want to talk about um, Barry Weiss's bovine university? Yes, yes. I got I I oh, I was I always hate talking about her because as we've discussed, there's just nothing there, like absolute zero. Cipher. But this is such a next step. This is so next level that I got to tip the cap. This is this is like uh in the soup in the comic book when all of the the bad guys get together to open a universe. <laughs> This is every time whenever I read of her like doing a new stunt like this, it's it's what I imagine the feeling of like overdosing on trazodone feels like. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this, but um, uh, yeah, uh, Barry Weiss is launching what is going to be known as the University of Austin with a a, a murderer's row of people in Epstein's black book. <laughs> Uh, Steven Pinker is there. Uh, Larry Summers is there. All the stars. Niall Ferguson is oh there. Oh my Every, god! Uh, like all, all, all your favorite, uh, all, all the people who have been working diligently to um, destroy academic freedom in their <laughs> in their private and professional lives are now joining a university dedicated to, of course, academic freedom. So I'd just like to read here um, some of the frequently asked questions on the University of Austin website. Is the first one why? <laughs> well, okay. The basics. What is the University of Austin? The University of Austin is a liberal arts university committed to freedom of inquiry, freedom of conscience, and civil discourse. To maintain these principles, the university is fiercely independent, financially, intellectually, and politically. I don't know, okay. man. It seems like a bunch of boring neoliberals. Like guys who say that uh, there can't be any, you can't tax uh, rich people because you'll get rid of incentive and also all uh, you do have to tax poor people because someone's got to give money to Israel. Someone's got to have skin in the game. They got to have skin in the game. Okay, you say that, but they have former presidents of both Harvard and U Chicago. That's skin in the game, baby. Yeah. Uh, why is your acronym UATX? U is for university. <laughs> ATX is a popular <laughs> configuration for Austin, Texas. Ooh. <laughs> U equals university. Rail <laughs> equals rail. <laughs> Uh, what she do you stand just, for? She is so fucking vacant. Just an empty Ooh, cave. Fucking, uh. What do you stand for? In a word, truth. In a few more words, the fearless pursuit of truth. <laughs> but perhaps you'd like a slightly longer answer. Not really. That's not <laughs> UA, UATX no. is committed to freedom of inquiry as the precondition for the pursuit of truth. This is just restate. This is like padding out an essay. Yeah. This is teaching kids how to fucking stretch a word <laughs> count. Webster's <laughs> defines truth. <laughs> Others have abandoned this core mission of the university. It is the very foundation of our school and the reason we believe the most curious, innovative scholars and students will want to join us. Do you have a physical location? Yes. Our headquarters are located in Central Austin, at uh, two, two, uh, 2112 Rio Grande Street, Austin, Texas. We are in the process of securing land for the Austin, in the Austin area for a campus. Uh, does the university have any political or religious affiliations? No. The university will be fiercely independent on all matters. Do they take Bitcoin? I, for um, tuition, that's all I want to know. 
I will be emailing their business coordinator for my new comedy tour, my new Tel Aviv tour. He <laughs> uh, goes, uh, why Austin? If it's good enough for Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, it's good enough for us. Cool. Awesome. Hell yeah. Epic. How much do you, uh, is this ever good? Is, is, so she hasn't bought the land. No one's bought the land yet. They, I, okay, no, no, Matt, Matt Brunig looked this up. He, he Google mapped their headquarters and it is just a house in Austin. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going anywhere. This is nothing like this is why Tariq Nasheed is the king because it's like he was like, I'm going to make the museum. And he did. He bought the land. He did all the shit. He's the only Twitter guy who like actually does what he says he's going to do. Everyone else is like this. They like found the cheapest house on Zillow and was like, oh, yeah, this is a university. This is it's bullshit. Man. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, no, he says, uh, why Austin? He goes, uh, yeah, good enough for Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. But seriously. Texas is experiencing a historic boom in talent and capital. Mm -hmm. Austin, in particular, is a hub for builders, mavericks, and creators, the kind of people our university aims to attract and from whom we want to receive guidance. Just don't get pregnant. Uh, nearly every university says it stands for freedom of inquiry. What's different about your university? We mean it. <laughs> well, okay. never mind. <laughs> we are alarmed by the illiberalism and censoriousness prevalent in America's most prestigious universities and what it augurs for the country. But we know that there are enough of us who still believe in the core purpose of higher education, the pursuit of truth. That's why we are building UATX. At each stage of the construction of our university, I mean, not actually being constructed physically, uh, from hiring staff to building the curriculum to admitting each student and faculty, we shall ask ourselves, are we serving the pursuit of knowledge? If the answer is no, then it will not have a place at our university. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, next thing, Accredi uh, accreditation. Are you accredited? UATX is seeking accreditation as a private post-secondary educational institution from the Texas Higher Education Board and initial, uh, an initial accreditation through the Higher Learning Commission. An accreditor recognized by the United States Department of Education and the Council for Higher Education Accreditation is an assigned regional accrediting organization. Doesn't it take some universities a decade to receive accreditation? Our conversations with our accredited partners lead us to believe that we'll have a much shorter time frame than that. This is like Theranos for education. Oh <laughs> They're like, it will work eventually. We, will, we, we have been assured that we will be accredited in half the time that it takes a traditional non-knowledge-based university to achieve. Because of their pursuit of truth. That's going to make things go much faster. Because they mean it. I mean, well, yeah. I mean... When Joe Rogan is declared dean of partying down, <laughs> everything sucks so much dick. Like <laughs> William F. Buckley would not have been like, "Yo, watch this space." <laughs> like, what the fuck um, is this? This is nothing. You're an asshole. This is why like, are you this seeking? Is like when a guy who has like who had like one big song two years ago is like, "Yo, I'm selling NFTs." <laughs> fuck off. Uh, why are you seeking accredi accreditation? While we believe that the accreditation process is one that needs reform, at this point it is necessary we seek accreditation for our degrees, for our graduates to pursue postgraduate degrees at other universities, professional schools, law schools, and medical schools. Do you offer degrees? We do not confer degrees <laughs> at the moment. I know why they're getting accreditation. So they, they're always going to forget to do it. They're going to forget to do all the shit, and that will justify this never being a real thing. Because it can, it's always going to be like, oh, we were going to get accredited, but then like we were too, like we told too many truths. Oh, like it's not that I forgot to turn in the form or anything. And it, 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 it keeps, that's like a rolling excuse for why this doesn't exist. Really? This is like, no, no you just have to read all of Barry's like bullshit stunts through the lens of like, oh, this is like if Janice Soprano hated Muslims. <laughs> 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 uh, so okay, so here you go. We do not; they do not offer degrees. At the okay, moment. so that means they so, can't do okay. the thing that universities are actually for, okay. which is get you a job. So what, suck my fucking dick about truth. So what do you? So so, so what do you offer? I, I think this would be like the most frequently yeah. asked what, question. What is it you do? Here? <laughs> it all begins this coming summer. 
we will offer a summer program for college students called Forbidden Courses <laughs> that invites top students from other universities to join us for a spirited discussion about the most provocative questions that often lead to censorship or self-censorship in many universities. So are we getting credit for any of these Forbidden Courses? No, but you're no. accessing okay. delicious forbidden knowledge. Yeah, you're accessing delicious forbidden knowledge. Uh, in, in, in Niall Ferguson's Forbidden Course, King Leopold did nothing wrong. <laughs> You? In the fall of 2022, we will begin offering several MA programs, starting with entrepreneurship and leadership. <laughs> I'm majoring in leadership in college. You made fucking upscale Trump University, you dumb piece yes. of shit. This is gentrified Trump University. Like Trump yes. University, at least, like they had a deal. Like we're going to teach you how to like flip houses or something. This is literally I have I have a leadership degree. At least at Trump University, you could get your photo taken with like a cardboard standout of Donald Trump. Yeah, well, that is something. Now, yeah, what this oh, is, I got to meet Stephen Pinker. Awesome. It says college students, but what this is going to be is it's going to be a bunch of fucking like reactionary Rodney Dangerfields back to school. Yeah, no, they're all going to be yeah, 70 it's year olds. Geriatrics who just like are so they had like a they didn't get laid in college and they've been spending their entire lives like fuming about all the libs on campus. And now they're they get to go and relive their glory days. Yeah, this is the best. they should honestly make it like Westworld and have like sexy co-ed robots who like uh, love their uh, their edgy like recycled Andrew Dice Clay bits that they do at the lunch table. They're gonna expect they, like they're like they're marketing this like oh this is for like you know Zoomers who don't buy the you know the media's uh, divisiveness, but about in reality about Israel, <laughs> but in reality yeah it is gonna be someone's like dad who like rediscovered his own Judaism when he was fifty seven, but like does it like loves Barry Weiss but doesn't know she's a lesbian. <laughs> just like always just like like just like trying to get into her like the what twice a year she actually shows up there to be like you're a firecracker have you ever been with an older guy <laughs> oh what's this what's this I'm, I'm i'm seeing that they will be offering a special course in the mental verse being taught by sam kinnison's character in back to school <laughs> you will be able to you, you will be able to be taught history by the ghost of sam kinnison living in the mental verse finally I got to say, though, forbidden knowledge, I'm intrigued. What is your MA in entrepreneurship and leadership? Our MA in entrepreneurship and leadership asks the big questions. Immerse students in world-class experiences and train students in the skills necessary for public and private leadership. Um, I'd like to know a little bit. I'd like to have some details here. World-class experiences. World-class experiences. And, and, and training students in the skills necessary for public and private leadership, such as... Students will study fundamental texts in small seminars, network with the great private and social entrepreneurs, and acquire a tailored set of competencies and skills. The program will culminate in a practicum where students will engage in a real in real world projects and clo work closely with entrepreneurs. Oh my this god! This just sounds like they're all going to end up uh, like going to a crypto island in the Indonesia and having their organs removed. Well, they will be going to an island. It's not Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, though. this is like the. Just do Andrew Tate's war room. Yeah. Like, damn, that's such a better deal than this. Absolutely. Shit. Like if you're if you're paying to go to Austin and not uh Romania, if you're if you're finding out about how to do fucking entrepreneurship and not drop ship, you're a <laughs> yes, fucking yes. chump. Cobra Tate has a Bentley. None of these people drive anything cool. <laughs> the fuck? Uh like, like I, 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 I thought now Niall Ferguson, Niall Ferguson does have a leader that he's born about. Uh, <laughs> he's carried around by students on a chair. <laughs> I mean, I was I was skeptical of this when you first started reading about it. When, when I heard about the world class experiences, I got to say, I'm intrigued because those are my favorite kind of experiences that I, it, generally are the ones that are world class. I like a middling one. But you know what? Like, uh, I just like just just reading this frequently asked questions here. Like, I mean. The most padded out essay, oh, like God, yeah. written by like a ninth grader, yeah. like just being like, we're uh, gonna synergize opportunities. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like yeah. This is a, this is a ninth grader trying to like the night before it's due write an essay on the Great Gatsby or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, but like in, in all the all, in all the 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 grim and brutal truths and forbidden knowledge that they're fucking offering. They're not spelling out explicitly what this forbidden explicit. You gotta knowledge go. Is. See, this is salesmanship. Yeah. If you want the forbidden knowledge. You have to pay to go to the Forbidden University. Or I guess you could just read all these guys' substacks. I'm assuming, like, are they holding out? They should really make that clear. They should be like, look, it's not all the boring bullshit that you already know we believe that we say publicly. We have stuff 
that we're only putting out there in the context of the forbidden courses. Yeah, you can't record it. You can't talk about it. Yes. It's like Fight Club, yeah. you know? If, if you want to know what Niall Ferguson really believes, ooh, brother. And the funny if thing, I got some world-class experience for you. Yeah, and the thing is, like, even if that's true, like, oh, there's stuff that we don't say publicly. I, I could take a guess. Yeah. I, I, I could figure it out. Yeah. I, it's I, not that hard. It's like the forbidden knowledge you get is either like colonialism was a net good or like, did you know that Israel has the most per capita startups in the world? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you show up and it's just that old dude from CPAC with his fucking Thanos coins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am I am going to their Airbnb then. I, I have unfinished yeah. business with that man. <laughs> uh, dry Bones will be teaching an art class. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So what you do is you take Ziggy and you just make him sadder and more squashed. That's the first step. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk to Dry Bones about like his comic strips every year that were like this the anniversary of Jonathan Pollard sentencing, where it's just like yeah. the central dumpy character being like Please, Obama, free Jonathan Pollard from this injustice. <laughs> there we go. Barry Weiss's Bovine <laughs> University. <laughs> Moo. World-class experiences, folks. Just like you can get at a cruise ship and a casino. I, I, I enjoy that part of it because it really, it really does underline how now all these institutions are, are just, it's all the same deal. It's, it's, it's getting bored rich people to spend money standing around in a conference room somewhere uh and well, if you can get them to do that with either forbidden truths or the loosest slots in town or a dynamite uh seafood buffet then you're set uh by the way one of the frequently asked questions is sounds great how can i support you <laughs> every dollar counts you can support us financially by going to our support us page and clicking the support us and join the movement button then it says Christ. i'm not rich but i want to help what can i do we are grateful for a gift of any size. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give Fuck until me. it hurts. You Give it to evil. Barry until it hurts. You are an God. evil fucking woman. Just At least grim. like 10 guys on fixed incomes gave to your fucking Airbnb with slideshows. You fucking evil piece of shit. You are rotten. I just love the idea of like, uh, of just like uh, of the, of the, I don't know. I'm going to guess like maybe five um, uh, undergrads like under the age of 60 that enroll in um, Bovine University. Like their first day, they're like, Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, they're like, welcome to the University of Austin, Texas. The, the home of Elon Musk and Joe Rogan. Hands shoot up in the back. Will we get to meet Elon Musk and Joe Rogan? No, you won't. Of course not. <laughs> You're Steven Pinker yeah, via yeah. Zoom call. This is anti woke Camp Crust, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is so rotten. I hate her. She's so awful. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm just so sad thinking about like the people that donated, like just someone's like loser dad just being like, "I'll help you, Barry," and he sends like sixty five dollars, and he's like, "I can just eat rice for the rest of the month." That's so depressing for this thing that's like never going to exist. It's never no. going to be like an actual like place. I hate this. Uh, She's rotten. It's like at least Rod like like obviously feels bad about himself. At least like Rod and Ross are like. At the end of the day, when they close their eyes at night, they're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like God's little worm. I'm in pain." But she's like, she like writes this and like gets all these like orny boomers to like send them their, their social security checks, and she's like, "I'm a good person." Damn, you're uh, awful. Uh, I like our our friend Stefan Heck pointed this out, but like um, when she announced it on Twitter, she was just like. We got tired of complaining about the camp, the campus environment today, and it's like, no, you're no, not. You did not. You were no, really you doing that. You founded this life. university to complain more. Yeah, that's what, what the forbidden knowledge is. You <laughs> yeah. get in there, and it's just them going, like, "Can you believe what they're doing? Can you believe what they're up to?" Yes, I can. It's all you talk about. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, um, I'm also indigenous to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all identity politics is bullshit, except for one very specific kind. Uh, the, uh, if this does end up being, I mean, it's obviously not going to be a real college with a fucking campus. No. And when it doesn't happen, they can blame <clears throat> the woke people for undermining it or like this. They didn't want you to know or whatever. But if anything comes out of this, it will be probably some PragerU YouTube bullshit. Yes. Like a yes. master class on I mean, like the bell curve. At least PragerU, you can watch those videos for free. Yeah. And you no, can, you'll you, have to pay for sure. Yeah, like, like master class. You got to subscribe. And then Niall Ferguson, yeah, it'll be like the history of the British Empire with Niall Ferguson, where he just talks about how it was ep epic. Uh, and Barry Weiss just like going through like uh, 
all of the campus uh, like clubs and the Ivy League and just reading them out while steam Ro- shoots out of her ears. It'd be really great stuff. Forbidden knowledge. Robert Zimmer, former head of UChicago, will teach you how to get pussy. <laughs> a special joke for people familiar with UChicago lore. Um, so that's uh, what did we learned today. Um, you can get an MA in leadership at Bovine University. We've learned Satan is real, working in powers. You can see him and feel him in this world every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and Joe Biden shit himself. Took a big old shit. He's doing fucking shitting and farting he all is, over the place. He is making uh, British countesses faint from, yeah, from his doo doo ass. He's, he's I, I the real three stooges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't bring this up one. earlier, but uh, this, this this last thing: the clip of him talking to Pope Francis, telling the most meandering story I've ever oh heard about Satchel Paige, yeah. was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, because he had to do it through an interpreter. Yeah, and the story is a long, boring old man story already. <laughs> but the fact that every sentence had to be translated for the fucking His Holiness, the Holy Father of the Church, and he was just sitting there smiling politely uh-huh. to tell a story about how Satchel Paige started a Major League Baseball game at like forty-five yeah. or something like that, right. and got a notched a W. Yeah, and like the point was that Satchel Paige was like you know you're only as old as you feel yep you must feel octogenarians vibing yeah. it's like, and of course the funny thing is is that the pope is like almost 10 years older than biden and he's clearly he looks way yeah, way sharper <laughs> he looks way sharper you with could it. see him like uh-huh like he's like because you can see you can see his eyes sort of scanning yeah yeah to be like is he still going right right <laughs> it's like he's clearly still there and biden just it didn't yeah. I don't it's, it's I, like, you know I, I, Pope I, I, Francis I was, is not going into Proustian reveries about all of his friends who got thrown out of helicopters <laughs> during the Argentina junta. I was thinking about this with like comparing Joe to Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is only like three years younger than Joe, and it's like oh Joe yeah, is so fucking fail. Joe's like seventy six, and it's just like he's right. You just you're ready to just throw him in the junk. It's like Mitt Romney's not going to die for another sixty years, and when he does. He's going to a god planet. He's going to rule over a planet. Meanwhile, Joe, when he dies in like two years, is going to like the saddest Catholic heaven where him and his dad go to one last like minor league baseball team for like the Rehoboth Argonauts and they lose the game. But the point is that like you had like a kind of nice time with your dad and that's just eternity. Joe's so fell. Joe's so fell. Purgatory is just being on an Amtrak train that never arrives. (laughs) Joe is uh, the okay. saddest man in the world. <laughs> Sorry, fun, fuck. One last thing about uh, about Mitt Romney. Just 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 mm. on his romance with Kristen Cinema. Matt, did you say it came out that Kristen Cinema actually is Mormon? I, well, yeah, I didn't realize that she is. She is a. Uh, she grew up Mormon. She fallen away from the faith. Yeah, so she oh. is oh. like to him the most tempting. Yeah. creature on earth. And and it came out last week that one of the biggest donors to Kristen Cinema is the MLM lobby. Mm-hmm. Because wow. of the pro act uh, reclass making it essentially like impossible to uh, classify employees as contractors, that I mean that would blow a hole in the entire right, MLM yeah. racket. Yeah, and I just love it's like to, just Mormon excellence is just preserving MLMs at all costs. Yeah, because like uh, w- without them. I mean, our economy is going to collapse. That's true. The state of Utah would just become a, a barbarian hellscape overnight if they did not have the ability to have like everybody in their stake get together in a giant furnished basement and sell each other and just sh- uh, circulate MLMs between uh, members of the of the parish or whatever. He said, Matt, it's Mormons all the way down. Yep. They're the only ones who actually uh, saw. They're the ones people say, "Oh, uh, uh, so and so understood the assignment." Literally, Mormons are the only ones who understand the assignment of the United States yes, of America. Yes, more than anyone ever, they solved the problem of eternity. They solved the problem of America and the eternity. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. They're absolutely pogged out. Well, there we go. Uh, learned, learned a lot of stuff. And by the way, um, uh, Chapo will be offering an MA in podcasting. <laughs> are <laughs> soon to are soon to be accredited um online university yes podcasting pod leadership leader sh- leadership podding vaping Va- vaping yeah i will sign to barry, 
to Barry Weiss's Craigslist University, Craigslist Sublet University for 50 bands. Um, why are we headquartering in Brooklyn, New York? Well, if it's good, for, good enough for Eric Adams, it's good enough for us. <laughs> All right, gang. So uh, same until next time. Same till next time. Same Satan hey, channel. Plus, same Satan time. We keep yes. on living deliciously. Folks. Plug the Buffalo show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffalo. When is the Buffalo show? <laughs> December 8th. December 8th. Uh, Warsaw is sold, is sold, sold out. Sold uh, out. Tickets available for Buffalo. Come see us in Buffalo. <laughs> Great. Good, good sell. Okay. It will be. It will be a world class experience. <laughs> yes, uh, we will be capturing your souls and putting them through the Large Hadron Collider. Well, obviously that's understood. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, when you buy the ticket, read you, read the terms and conditions. It's right there. If you're a Western New Yorker and you were like, "This is the year that I end it all if I don't go to a live podcast," well, we got you. And before Christmas, yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. It'll be fantastic. Come see us. Come see us in Buffalo, uh, December 8th. And what's the venue? Asbury Hall. Asbury Hall. Look, tickets in Asbury Hall, Buffalo, New York. Till next time, fellas. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Satan is real. Working in spirit. You can see him and hear him in this world every day. I attended service at a little church in the country not long ago. A prayer was led by an old country preacher who then raised his hands as everyone stood and sang, My God is real. A warm breeze through the open windows brought in the smell of new mowing hay. Is the height of his addiction. And he's like apologized. It was, he's always pushed the boundaries. It was like a new thing. He was trying. I don't know. It's like 35 years ago. I don't know why people are like still yelling at him about it. It's like, has he not done enough? Has he not done enough to show that he like stands with oppressed people? Like if the JD pond happened like tomorrow, Barney would probably be the only celebrity who would be happy about it. I can't believe this. It's just, I mean, like, do you think Cartman would be friends with like a Satanist who sacrifices people? <laughs> Look, Barney, okay, okay, Barney's a dinosaur, right? A, mm -hmm. a, a quote unquote dinosaur. Dinosaurs are dragons. Barney is the great purple dragon of the Bible. He represents the, the, the dragon slain by St. Michael, the archangel, and he's back, and he's back, and he's, he's, he's channeling the souls of children into another dimension using one, two, buckle my shoe and ring around the rover. I mean, like, okay, using that same, like, bullshit logic. You 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 could say like um you know who's what are some of the animals in Arthur uh, uh, an aardvark yeah an aardvark you could be like um I'm not gonna look this up I'm just guessing oh there are like five A's in aardvark and uh, that's the new Satan number it is yeah no people are like with the Travis Scott thing people are like you know how I can tell this is a devil thing because there were eight flames and we all know that the number of the devil is eight. And it's like, you can't, you can't stop. You can't just keep changing shit. But I mean, with that same bullshit, like, okay, yeah, he's like technically a reptile. But like the book of Revelation describes a beast of the sea. Like Barney has like, I mean, he has a boat for sure. But that's more for like his ocean cleanup stuff. That's more for the work he does with Greenpeace. <laughs> baby Bop. Baby Bop is the horror of Babylon. No, Baby Bop. Okay. Baby Bop, I will admit some of the criticisms of Baby Bop are like, <laughs> I get it. Like, Baby Bop's period with the Nation of Islam was like a tough time for Barney fans. But like, I don't really like judge. I judge performers by like the art they make. And I, I, I legitimately, okay, if Baby Bop was like legitimately anti-Semitic, like in her heart, like hated Jews, do you think that like Cartman would have invited her to uh stan's birth to kyle's birthday party that's a good point like probably not i, I mean like you, the fact that you stand barney and you've been trying to get pitchfork to revise their elmo reviews from 10 down to like seven or eight uh disgusts me it disgusts me i just like just the, the glibness with which you treat satanism in barney why is like okay when Elmo is like saying all this anti-vax shit and then immediately like what Elmo always does like self-preservation no it's a character how come he's the only guy who's allowed to do a character and Barney isn't like when Barney does this like supposed Satanist imagery, 
if Elmo did it, you'd be like, oh, that's a commentary on like, it's about like Palantir. It's about surveillance capitalism. But when Barney does it, it's like, oh, he's the devil. How come he's the only one who doesn't get the benefit of the doubt? Okay, so like it doesn't it doesn't disturb you all the time that Barney spent with Anton LaVey in the sixties. <laughs> that was like, I oh, mean, oh, it was just art. It was just art. He was, was just, really, oh, he was doing it ironically. It he was, was just really in character. Young. He was really young. He was really like, if anything, that reflects like worse on LaVey. He saw like a young, like you know, everyone knows the story of like Barney would hang out, hang out around like bus stops, and he would like perform like early versions of Clean Up. The song that made him his first million. <laughs> and like, you know, no one had ever heard any shit like that. And I really think like LeVay found like a 15 year old Barney and was like, oh, I can like mold this child. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, molding children is exactly what Barney is, is still doing. And I just I it's just it's 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 horrible. It's, it's absolutely horrible what happened. Molding them to care about the world around them, molding them to like love each other, molding them to clean up. Cleanup's like uh, one of the most positive. Cleanup is like the only song that validates like optimist readings on pop culture because <laughs> it's the hottest song of all time. Okay, and also oh, right. you're, you're, okay, you're 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 supporting Barney and like his supposedly hopeful message of B I N G O. I mean, like again, like add up the number. Okay, take each of the letters in B I N G O. Uh, what what is their sequence in the alphabet? Add up those numbers, and you get you get something close to six six six. Okay. You get you get a number you get a very satanic number and now and you're getting mad you're getting mad at El, your Big Bird and Elmo just because they're speaking to children. First of all, B I N G O that comes from a song from Leviticus. So how could it be satanic? That was a song that like ancient Israelites sang while they were lost in the desert. Okay, it was the song they were singing when Moses was um, on top of the mountain and they were down there worshiping uh, Baal. That, that's the song they were singing to invoke. No, you don't Baal. know anything. You don't know anything. That was old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> You don't know if I know anything about like Barney or like what he's inspired by. Uh, yeah, it's it's really fun to give yourself schizophrenia. <laughs> what else? Are you yeah, doing? 